Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Mm-hmm. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Thank this you. is Theo. You hope. don't have to say Happy Valentine's oh, Day. That was the whole point of the Love Jace episode. It's now I'm... February 16th. <laughs> it's now Friday, February 16th. Thank you very much. Don't rain on my Theo deep sensual voice. Who the hell is Theo, Jace? Is this an alter ego? 94-7 The Wave had this VJ called Theo, and he was short and Asian. He had this deep, like, black. Like, remember when Robin Thicke came out? And it was yes. like, who is this man? But he yes. ended up being, like, some little scrawny white man. Yes. That was Theo, but a VJ. Hey, guys. Oh. This is Theo. We had one like that I'm in Chicago. The wave. It was Whispers in the Dark with someone. He had a sexy voice. I never knew what he looked like, though. Mm. I just imagined, like, dreads and, like, just No, he didn't. Body. The, no. Lots of pecs. No. No. Dark nipples. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> anyway, we have a special guest in studio this week, as we normally do hey, for boo. Kiss and Tell 2018. Hey. Um, ladies and gentlemen and otherlings, other people, please <laughs> welcome Kevion to the show. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, you guys? Now, before you get too excited, let me read your bio so everybody knows exactly who you are and what you do. Okay, great. All right. Kevion is an LGBT recording artist from Los Angeles, California. Raised in a family of six, he developed his passion for music at the tender age of eight. Performing in school showcases and singing in church, Kevion was determined to make a name for himself in the music industry. To date, he has performed in over 20 music festivals around the United States, including a 10-city music tour this past summer. Mm. His most recent album, Evolution, was released in February of last year and successfully received over 60,000 streams. Yes. (laughs) His much-anticipated debut EP, Weekend, is anticipated to be released on March 18th. Next month. Welcome to the show. That is next month. Congratulations. It's actually, it's actually next you. week, essentially. So it's oh it's practically next week. We're going to rush 2018 like we did 17 too? I'm just saying, you know, February is a short month. It's Black it Panther is. Friday today. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go see it. When are you, you already have plans already? No. Or, okay. And I'm a little nervous as of what happened uh, on, on Valentine's Day, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, well. But in short, before we hop into everything, let's just hear about everybody's weekend. Jace, let's kick it off with you. What did you do? So my weekend was entertaining. I went to a traffic light party. Okay. Um, What's so that? if you guys don't know what that is, right? Um, it is a. It's, remember, like in college, we had that. It was like a green light if you're single, yellow if you're uh, complicated, like Facebook, or red if you're taken. It was that with a bunch of black gay men, and so it was at the Red Line in downtown um, LA, like it was for last year for a Kiss and Tell after party, and um, it was just very interesting. It was packed. Um, it said open bar, but we got drink tickets. I only got one at first. I ended up getting maybe like four or five throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I thought that was a lie, and I feel like I've been lied. That was that was a lie. Yeah, it was. I was. And There's it, a way to get you all out. Yeah, and people came out too. It was packed. Of course, you hear open bar. Of mm-hmm. course, of course, free drinks. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, what which color did you wear? So Jace wore black. Um, you know, it was I wore black. Because I didn't want to be talked to. You would. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was funny because we walked in. They asked you, like, hey, what color are you doing tonight? And I had wristbands. They had a red, a yellow, and a green wristband. Uh-huh. So I just hesitated. I ended up saying green. 
And before I got into the door, I was being caressed on the back by this sweaty individual. Like, hey, we're going to change that ASAP. No, 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 we're not. Because this is my first year on Valentine's Day where I don't have any fuckboys. I don't have any situationships. I'm single AF. Congratulations. So Thank you. That. Hallelujah. That is, that is definitely <laughs> something new for you. Thank you, Char. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And it is. I can admit that too. Um, but I'm actually happy that I kind of got to spend today alone and I can spend it with you guys. Um, so yeah, it was dope. I saw no Kendall. No other place I'd rather be than than working in studio. Exactly. <laughs> the <laughs> night of Valentine. Oh, you saw Kendall. You saw the doll. Uh-huh, I saw the doll. He keeps oh. reappearing in our lives. Kendall is so random. You know, I spent Super Bowl Sunday with him, which was I think was really? the weekend before. I saw that on the on the gram. And then you saw him this past weekend. Mm-hmm. You guys' picture was nice. That Thank was a you. random. What now? What col- color was he wearing? Black, of course. Of of course. Mm-hmm. What was on his wrist? Uh, he actually had a green. Oh, okay. but I had to ask him what he was wearing because he had a jacket over it to um, cover it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you know, he had his, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, he, it was oh, a good time. Kendall. It was cute. Um, but yeah, that's what I did and it was fun. What about you? That sounds fun. What about you? What's uh, going on? I will say that this weekend was, um, you know, a, a good weekend. Um, getting ready to move out of my current apartment um and you know this seems to be this seems to be like the spirit like the season of moving one of my girlfriends is moving she just actually broke up with her boyfriend well they broke up i think it was amicable i think it was an amicable split i don't know that's good but yeah she just she just she's moving too now are you in the process of moving or have you moved so i'm in the process of moving i'll be out of the place i'm at right now at the end of this month okay are you? Ex- you don't sound first. excited about it. Are you? Well, no. I I feel like moving's this, a headache in LA. Are you kidding? It me? it is a headache. First, yeah, it is a headache. Um, just moving in general. Um, but I feel like this year is the year. Um, is the year to really be on my shit and to really. So are you be, doing roommates? Are you alone? Oh no, I'm living alone. Oh, bliss. Oh, there's listen. That is the best. The best. The best. I like roommates. Best decision that I've ever made for myself. I need to be able to walk around butt-ass naked if I want to. I need to be able to do what and whatever I want to without having to even like consider anybody else's feelings. You could do all that with roommates. But it's more complicated. That is, in, that is inconsiderate. I don't want to <laughs> see a roommate walking around naked. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, for, for me, I enjoy uh, living alone for those very reasons. It's like my own energy, my own space. I know that my dishes will be washed. I know that there will be food in the refrigerator. I know there won't be any mishaps, any riffraff, you inviting people over. Oh, my! I could go on and right. on and on and on. Like, it's the best decision that I was able to make for myself. And by the grace of God, I was able to afford it. Still am able to afford it. Amen. Now, what Amen. sign are you, Kevion? Um, I'm the best sign out there, you know, Gemini. All day. Oh, oh so you're bipolar. No, oh, we, we have split personalities, okay, but there we, we, go. we keep you on your P's and Q's. And it's, you know, it's 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 just a fun time when you're with the Gemini. Just point it's blank. It's fun for about a month. Then we're in the We Found Love video leaving. That's the drugs. <laughs> now, my weekend, I have to give a shout out to the Colors Worldwide team and the R&B only parties and Jabari who throws them because they invited me. They gave me, they slid in my Insta DMs and gave me uh, two VIP tickets to attend Uh-oh. the Colors Party at uh, the Hollywood Palladium. So that is where I went and I purposely wanted to go with one of my girlfriends and uh, it was because I knew that that's where the men folk were going to be and a lot of my gay friends inadvertently cock block and I just wasn't in the mood like for that. Like a photo shoot. 
I, right. When everybody thought we were taking engagement photos, when we were <laughs> down home with the Neelys. Um, so I just didn't really want to do that. So I, I called up my homegirl, Marquise, and we went and I ran into some old coworkers. It was it was a great time. There was a, a surprise performance. We didn't know who was coming out. It turned out to be the ghetto. Oh, the ghetto. Keisha Cole. Um, I saw she, a video after. Yeah, because someone rushed the stage yeah. and security threw them off. Now, <laughs> Keisha has some bops. Like, mm-hmm. I say the ghetto, you all know that that's a famous meme that just resurfaced of when Nene visited Kenya's apartment when Kenya first joined the Real Housewives of Atlanta cast. <laughs> and she was like, the ghetto. Oh, ghetto. <laughs> so that's Fucking how I felt Nene. when Keisha took the stage. She had about 40 inches of hair in her head. Mm-hmm. And she took, sent us through the emotional ringer, of course. But it was a great party. It's centered around R&B. So it's like DJs, like, just playing, like, the jams. And everybody just, inhibitions are free. You're just singing at the top of your lungs. I liked that I was in VIP. That's really the only way that you can get me out nowadays. I'm not a gen pop girl. And so I was devastated. Gen pop. Oh, my God. Was, I'm like, what is gen pop? What is gen pop? General, General population. population. Okay. Jace, no one listening is surprised. Okay. <laughs> hey, Now, y'all. this is the most devastating thing that happened to me this weekend. Oh, no. What happened? I was dancing to Real Love by Queen Mary J. Blige, who's going to take home that Oscar gold on March 4th. Claim it. And I swung a little bit too hard, and one of my beloved... Aldo extra large gold hoops flung out of my ear. I watched it bounce off of the balcony that I was on and down into the sea of gin pop. It literally <laughs> felt like when Scar killed Mufasa in The Lion King. Like that is how tremendous. Oh. It, it fell in slow you, motion. That's the worst. You witnessed it. Usually you're like, I no, it's after. It. It's like, oh, my earring's gone. No, but you I, saw it happen. I literally witnessed it. It happened in slow motion. And on top of that, we had drink tickets. We too had drink tickets. I know that I swore off alcohol for this year. But Uh-oh. they had, they had. well, not for this year. It's just I'm taking it day by day. I don't want anybody holding me accountable for anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they gave me drink tickets. And so I had... A couple drinks, a few drinks. What'd you have? Negroni? No, no Negronis. I kept it simple. Okay. Tito's vodka and cran- and the ocean spray cranberry. Okay, cute. And so uh, that was my weekend. Sunday, I then uh, woke up and went to two different Aldos, one at the Burbank Town Center and the other at the Glendale Americana. Neither one of them had my extra large gold hoop, so I settled on like these medium pair, and I do not feel complete as a woman. Um mm. And then Monday happened, and I had a job offer. Uh, I'm yeah. not really ready to talk about it in, in detail. We saw the tweet. Yeah, yes. Right. Everyone Congrats. did. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I had the interview the Monday before, and then they told me they would let me know by Friday. I didn't hear anything on, in true Los Angeles fashion, I didn't hear anything on Friday. Late. They ended up emailing me Saturday at 1130 a.m. and said, we talk Monday. And so I'm like, what the hell? And so Monday rolls around and I get a phone call with an offer on the table. Now, right now, um, I am in the beginning stages of some, some, some different training things. And more importantly, negotiations. I want to encourage everybody out there. If you deem yourself necessary, if you deem it necessary, if you have the resume to back it up, challenge the status quo and 
I mean, there's a way that everything can be said. You all know that I always say this on right. this platform. You can say anything that you want to say. It's all with how you say it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was literally stressing out because I really appreciate this opportunity, but I was not satisfied with the number that they laid on the table. And so, yeah, we will we will see. You know what's funny is that you say that because I had another friend get a job offer that the number was right, but he didn't like the actual position. And so he he was like a lot higher than what they offered him as a, as a job. Okay. Um, but I told him, he was kind of asking me for my advice. I was like, trust me, they need you more than you need them. So get what you want. Like, I mean, the fact that they're even willing to negotiate with me lets me know that they see my word. Right, absolutely. Or at least see right. a sliver of says, my word. Everyone should see that in themselves, too. With, when it comes to dating, when it comes to jobs, like, get what you want. I was really excited because That's Kat life. Sattler, who, was, uh, <gasps> who walked away my from... Cousin. <laughs> who walked away from E! News. Uh, you know, she was co-hosting with Jason Kennedy. She was on The View Wednesday morning, and they discussed that there, because that's why she walked away. She was doing double the work and receiving half the pay. Mm. Um, and her and Jason Kennedy were equals, but Jason was earning like double, double. and a half of what wow. they were giving her, wow. yes. So she's had some Hollywood heavyweights uh, come out to her defense and you all can go to the views Twitter page Facebook page they have the clips on there it was a really good interesting episode and by the way speaking of the view next week not only will Tamar Braxton be a guest you know she's been kind of quiet but Monique world Mo worldwide oh, on wow, the view I'm gonna have to tune to in on the view Lord of mercy. well you know she was supposed to be on um the show Queens the Queen Queen's oh yes court. the Queen's court Lord the now debunked queen's court and we all know what happened with that right. if you all don't know i'm sure listen there's hours of video content and footage literally that you that will entertain you uh, to the to the crows come home if i get no one more notification about facebook live pinterest <laughs> i'm just like what is going on now something uh very scary happened on valentine's day and what? um yes I'm, I'm introing the story there was a school shooting today and mm-hmm. it happened in Florida. And um, just very, very sad. Like, details, as of now, you all know that this is Wednesday night when we record. Details are still emerging, and the list of victims have not come out. But I believe 17, there are 17 fatalities. Wow. And uh, from what I read, if I remember correctly, they had a fire drill earlier that day. And then there was a second one, but the second one was not a drill. It was the gunman. Yeah. And what I have so far, I printed out something. I went to the Daily Beast. Shout out to Ira on Twitter, who works for the Daily Beast. Hey, Ira. Um, And so what I wanted to read to you all was that, uh, and I actually hate saying the shooters' names because I don't feel like they're worthy of it. I, I hate bringing attention to the shooters. I feel like the victims should be highlighted. And this is just so disgusting. And this is also, before I read this, you all, this is also why I, I want to emphasize caution, alertness, and awareness while we're out celebrating Black Panther this weekend. It is Black History Month. The world knows that Black folks are going to be flocking to the theaters to celebrate Black Panther, which makes us an open target for crazy MAGA people. So, uh, and crazy racists. I didn't think about and that. So, That's very true. Yeah, it yeah, literally sent a chill down my spine. And so, um, at this rate, I'm either going to see it Thursday or Saturday morning. I will not be going to go see Black Panther today. Um, which is Friday. Right. I know I keep jumping all over my timeline. <laughs> so, they know. Uh, right. When that so, movie comes out. Right. Opening so, night. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah. So, anyway, his name is uh, Nicholas Cruz. He's 19 years old and he was taken into custody after reportedly 
uh, being the identif- identified by law enforcement as the suspected gunman. The teens who knew Cruz at Morgan High were stunned. They described Cruz as an awkward, quote, outcast, someone who had had trouble fitting in at Douglas High, but they never saw a mass murderer in the making. Before um, I continue, I also okay. want to encourage people <laughs> to do unto others. I know high school can be a, a lot of different things to a lot of different right. people. It's a challenging time. But you really, it, it, it is important that the we treat rule. each other with respect because uh, they, inter- they ended up interviewing Ocean Parody. Yes, that is the person's real name. I think it's a guy. Um, and he had a few interesting quotes that I want to read before we go into my topic. So, well, before we go into the corner. LGBT, right. So he said, I knew him to be passive aggressive, but not violent. He was rude to people. He had to act up like he was tough. He never got into physical fights with anyone, but he did get into verbal arguments. I just thought he dropped out of school. I didn't think he would do anything. Uh, to this magnitude. So this guy, I believe the shooter was expelled and ended up working at like a local yeah. local movie theater and then he returned on campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what and it was. did the did the well, He was the he was the previous student at the school. Right. And then he came back. He came back. Shooting, yeah. And so he said uh he was definitely not accepted at our school socially. People saw him as someone who was different than normal people at our school. At our school, we have something called the emo gazebo. And that's where all the kids that are considered weird or not accepted set at. Kids at the emo gazebo didn't even accept him there. He was just an outcast all around. This is what the person was saying. Mm -hmm. And what stood out most to me was this quote, and I bolded it in my notes. And it's troubling. He said, he always had his hair short. He always wore like really patriotic shirts that seemed really extreme, like hating on the Islamic religion. For example, he would say things like he would degrade Islamic people as terrorists and bombers. I've seen him wear a Trump hat. I don't know if he ever said anything about women. He just didn't have any friends. Mm. So I think that that should be noted. That's definitely an eye opener. I know if I were a teacher, everybody's entitled to their own views. But it's something about a teenager Mm -hmm. being extremely political, Mm -hmm. whether right or left. You can't even vote yet. That you got to, right. But even still, and it might be because of my own experience, because I was so far removed from politics when I was in high school. I I wasn't raised Meghan McCain. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) So, you know, she always prides herself on that so uh yeah and then he goes on this article's at the daily beast this interview with uh with this gentleman is at the daily beast and he goes on to do firsthand accounts but i'm sure by the time you all listen to this episode because this just happened wednesday all day thursday is going to have news coverage it's going to be on the view it's going to be on good morning america your local news even friday mornings this is not going to go away this is serious and it's it's just really i know that we've been saying this i know that we've been saying it but it's really time for some action what what is the what is the breaking point sunny hostin on the view said that she realized that once nobody did anything about sandy hook that everything was off limit right like Mm -hmm. when children were killed and Mm -hmm. no one moved and did anything because congress was so hell-bent on blocking all of obama's policies right that we were all just collateral damage no one gives a a, a hell yeah even with what happened in vegas vegas white people at a country festival i was about to say that target demo was the trumpers right white folk at a country uh concert beyonce <laughs> um and and nothing was done. So it's just like where is the breaking point? It's just crazy because just like nowadays it's so easy to get access to guns just in general where 
you could be anywhere and, and that situation could just happen. So it's just it's it's a crazy world that we live in now. And since we do have, you know, the president, the new um, Donald Trump, that doesn't make things any better. You have a lot of people who are angry, frustrated um, and everything and hate. And right. there's a lot of racism and people are emboldened. Um, one of my Twitter followers, I'm trying to find the tweet right now. Um, I misplaced it. Well, but... I'm looking for that. Like, I saw a video that was just troubling to me because, you know, everyone who's a teenager has a cell phone now. Right. And there was yes, a group of kids were, yeah. who were filming, you know, while this was going on and then SWAT walked in with these giant rifles yep. to, like, tell them to put your phones down. And, like, I just remember this girl in the corner was just shaking tremendously. I'm like, these kids are never going to forget this moment. Like, like who wants to go back to school? Right. Literally homeschool me. Yeah. On top oh, of I that, I'm glad, I'm glad that I'm done with school. When I worked in LAUSD, um, one of my students, she, I remember one day she stormed out of the locker room. She was so upset. And she said that these girls were taking photos of her while she was changing. Yeah. That and was I, that in my school too. That's so far removed from my reality because I never experienced we had phones in high school, but one nobody there was no Instagram. Yeah. There was yeah. no there right. wasn't this a hype viral posts. No. And, all that and secret groups and yeah. all of that. Like we had things like that, but a lot of that was by hand. Like, you know, like a little notebook passed around. Right. I had Manually a burn book. Done. But it's just scary to think about for these kids. And I feel like social media has been not de- I'm not demonizing social media, but it definitely has been a driving force in a lot of the bullying. It has changed. It has upgraded mm-hmm. bullying because adults can't manage. The adults can barely supervise and manage bullying in, in the flesh as it's being done in real time in the classroom, much less when you're on your own time and you're walking home from school. And, you know, people are Snapchatting a fight and antagonizing things. Get him, get him. And now you're viral. Roll star. And all of Twitter's talking about you. Um, But I can't find the name of the documentary, but one of my Twitter followers was saying that she was watching a really interesting documentary on mass murders um, on Showtime, I believe. And it's interesting that you brought up Kevion, how the, people have so much easy access to guns because that is true. But uh, I guess in this documentary, one of the people profiled ordered parts, dip, so he would be unsuspecting. Ordered like a disassembled gun, like okay, I'm gonna get the barrel from eBay. I'm gonna get the the magazine from Amazon. I'm gonna and, and made a gun. Yeah, wow. And did his deed. Wow. So uh, <laughs> it's just untraceable. It's, it's just a scary, scary time that we live in, and I hate that I even have to think about people trying to desecrate black history month and 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 threaten us make a threat like when i worked in 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 department stores i'm stuttering because i'm shaking when i worked in department stores that was one of my biggest fears cuz in those training videos they show you what to do like they reenact right. mm-hmm. like a lifetime movie they reenact there's actors if right. there's an active shooter in the mall and so i was always nervous when i would be selling that makeup and it's around christmas time i was always nervous that somebody mad at consumerism or mad at christmas was going to come in and light the department store up as i'm applying blush to someone yeah we so had training as very a manager scary. at Abercrombie so we had to like know what to do with like if someone comes from robbing to like pointing a gun like we had to know what to yeah. do and do with our associates i lost well. a teacher to that a, a wow, teacher that worked really? yes she was a, it's an infamous murder in the south suburbs of chicago called the lane bryant five she was one of five women they still haven't caught the the person the the murderer wow and wow. it's been a decade unsolved it happened february 3rd 2008 and it was five women in lane bryant i think four women shopping one person working it was early in the morning quiet suburb of chicago somebody walked in 
instructed everybody to go to the back. He acted like he was robbing the place, instructed everybody to go to the back, and he killed everybody execution style while on their knees. Wow. And walked out of the store casually. And it's crazy because And it's, it's unsolved. It's crazy. So it's like, you know, her name was Miss Hudak. And it's it's just and she had just gotten married and it oh just my God. it was it, yeah, it was insane. Yeah, that's crazy. I hate even talking about this. Like I'm I have cotton mouth. I keep having to sip from my tea, my hand is shaking. I feel like I'm gonna cry. I don't wanna cry on the kiss and tell. Yeah. Don't. But it, this conversation is one that I'm tired of having. But it's needed though, because the more we talk about things, the more we, but we've been talking reform. about it, I beloved. Know, but I, Columbine I know that. about to be thirty years old. But I just I don't know. My friend actually works for an organization uh, under Giovanni. No, that's not right. One of the ex-members of New York who has a, a nonprofit geared towards uh, gun reform. And so they're working on it. But it's... it's this is why midterm elections are important. Right. And local elections and midterm elections are so important. Mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough. But I don't know what needs to be done. But it, it certainly doesn't make me How many excited. How have to die? It much. certainly does not make me excited to want to bring new life into this world. <laughs> right. And it's 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 scary, you know. All of my family lives in major cities. I have two sisters in New York City. My parents are in Chicago. I'm here. It just And there was an increased police presence. I noticed this morning cuz I took the train. Um I had to go to Hollywood somewhere and I noticed it for and I hadn't taken the train since like November and there was an increased police presence and it just always makes me nervous. Yeah. It's like I got to worry about earthquakes mm-hmm. and is there like a bomb that y'all ain't telling me about? It just and I refuse to live in fear. I do want to make that point. I do refuse to live in fear, but it it just It's hard not to. It is very hard. It's good to be aware. Not to. Be aware of your surroundings. And even then, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. So, but it's good to be aware. And I hate that these. I hate these uh, harsh reminders when we have these senseless killings when kids leave home from school in the morning and don't return. Right. I can. Only, I can't even fathom the pain of a sibling or of a, or of a parent. Right. And that's going to be something that will forever mark their Valentine's Day. Like it's just so. <sighs> yeah, we let's, let's move on. Bays on Instagram. Let's move um, on. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. So this week's LGBT corner is about one of my new favorite people in life. And he's a white gay, believe it or not. Um, Adam Rippon. Love him. Um, yeah. Love him. Yeah. He's a he's actually competing right now in the Olympics. He actually just lost um, out in Korea. Okay. There was controversy because he got bronze mm-hmm. during his first con- – and his uh, – performance was damn near flawless but the other two people i think he competed with they like they tripped or yeah. something and he still got bronze yeah there's a lot of tweets and stuff like he's beautiful pictures. yeah he's great he, brows and, good skin and he's funny as hell he lives 15 minutes from lax right so oh, wow. he dec- <laughs> really so he's in inglewood <laughs> that he said that to amy roback on uh good morning america hey, that's boo. when i fell in love with him when she interviewed him i'm I was gonna like, him on a, t- on a twatter <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so he actually declined an invite to the White House. And so that kind of uh, caused some controversy with our Vice President Mike Pence, who actually said something during any press conference or something that happened. And so that kind of brought more light to him politically in the Olympics. So he went on a uh, another press conference out in Korea, basically saying, like, I'm here because not because I'm gay, not because of Mike Pence. I'm here because I'm good. And people actually and challenged him about that. So he's just saying that, you know, and his delivery is like flawless. He's funny as hell. I saw an interview with him where he was, um, someone asked if his ass was fake. And he's just like, yeah. Oh, they tried it. There's like, so people are saying that, you know, your butt is is fake. He has, you just have a nice, really nice butt, especially for a white man. I haven't paid attention. 
I saw. I, looked, I mean, he is an Olympic after, athlete. After I'd the interview, expect, I looked. Um, I'd expect for some type of body. Yeah, but he his, he said, why would I see people like that? And I thought that was I, hilarious. I like the way that he has been redirecting. Um, like, this is why I'm, be clear. Right. This is what we're going to talk about. I am not here to talk about my Right. Pence. I'm a spokesperson for Mike Pence for LGBT rights. I'm here because I'm good. Right. I also thought it was interesting how Mike Pence said that uh, sporting events shouldn't be politicized when he was criticizing the football players taking a knee. Mm-hmm. But he stayed seated when Korea, it was like a joint team, like North and South Korea. He stayed seated. I just thought that was interesting. But fuck them all. Uh, that whole administration is trash. Has anybody been watching uh, Celebrity Big Brother? No. No. I've seen clips so, of Omarosa. So good. It is some of the best reality TV. Such a good cast. They have motherfucking um, Brandy Glanville, oh Omarosa, God. Ross Matthews. What I thought was what I triggered me. <laughs> it's so good. What triggered me, though, was... Uh, one of the episodes, and this is just really quickly before we hop into my topic. One of the episodes, uh, Marissa, I believe that's her name. It, it's the the short Italian girl, I believe, who starred on Hairspray on Broadway for okay. so many years. So they put Omarosa up for elimination. And so, uh, but Omarosa's not going anywhere. She is the attention. She's the cash cow of this season. But anyway, Omarosa had an attitude. And so Marissa goes up and tries to hug Omarosa. And Omarosa literally says, and in this tone, she says, not right now, not not right now. Not after you all tried to play me. She says something to that effect, but like, okay. not right now. Don't hug me right now. Mm-hmm. So Marissa doesn't hug her. Marissa goes back to the rest of the cast and is like, oh my God, she just totally yelled at me. And I was triggered because once upon a time, I told someone, you cannot talk to me right now. A word to Nene Leakes, you cannot talk to me right now. And I was later confronted with, I, I, with how <laughs> you I- You cussed her out. No, I went off. And I yelled at said person, and which I did not. I just told them, you cannot talk to me right now. So with Omarosa telling her, not right now. Don't don't hug me right now. Mm-hmm. And that translating to she totally yelled at me. It just I, I had to ask Twitter. I said, why do y'all do this to, to assertive black women? Like, right. why do y'all do this to black? Y'all are Fear. so gung-ho on demonizing assertive black women. It was comical, but it was definitely a trigger. So I just had to share that since you were speaking about the current yeah. shithole of an administration that mm-hmm. we have. Did you guys see that she was allegedly um, let go because she was abusing the uh, driving privileges with the White House? Yes, she was using a car uh, service. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Allegedly. I, I just read the headline. I didn't read the story. I don't. I, I thought don't that have was hilarious. I hope it's true. I don't have the energy. She got fired for using a Uber from the White House. Using the that's White hilarious. House credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure it was a multitude of things. I know, um, but if she was fired for that, that'd be amazing. I'm just saying. Show us your topic. All right, so let's hop into my topic. So, as you all know, I love to read. I love to read and I love to read. Um, And so I have still been, I have, you know, lately I've been so busy. You all, like I just mentioned at the top of the show, I just recently started a new endeavor and I've been juggling a lot of hats. So I really haven't had time to really do the page turn reading. Like I need to start doing more audio books because it's very taxing for me to read, but I believe it keeps the mind sharp. And so um, I was... (laughs) What? What's millennial? Audiobooks. I know. I like audiobooks. I had Jennifer Lewis's book on audio and I finished it in two days. Mm -hmm. But I like to keep my eyes and my mind sharp and I enjoy reading and not from that damn Kindle. Mm -hmm. Give me the actual book where I can lick my finger and turn the page. That is what I enjoy. I'm the same way. So I was reading um, 
the Wisdom of Sundays. It's a book that Oprah came out with. It was it's 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 a whole bunch of Super Soul Sunday interviews, like curated into this book. Like it's divided by chapter. It's it's very good. It's a good coffee table book too. I might do a giveaway of it. But anyway, I came across um, a passage from Iyanla, and you guys can hear this if you tune into Super Soul Conversations, which is Oprah's podcast, and you just or you just type in Iyanla's name into your podcast app. And the Super Soul Conversation episode will come up. But uh, so Iyanla talks about the four primal fears. And what I wanted to talk to you all about today is how the four primal fears leak into and bleed into our relationships and our day-to-day interactions. So I'm going to read them to you. This is direct quotes from Iyanla. So the number one fear is the fear of losing someone's love or having your love rejected. The human mind just can't handle that. Number two, the fear of being powerless or helpless. Therefore, you're not safe in your being. So the fear of being unsafe. That's number two. The third fear is really the number one human addiction. The number one human addiction is not chocolate. It is control. Mm. It is control. So that third fear is the fear of losing control, control of yourself, control of others, control of what will happen, how it will happen, when it will happen, since the human ego into total meltdown. And the fourth fear is just being seen as valuable, worthy, or necessary. Anger, this is a bonus, anger is really the manifestation of one of those fears just showing up. So I want to talk to you all about how A, I'll just run through them really quickly again. So the fear of having your love rejected or losing someone's love, the fear of being powerless or helpless and unsafe, the uh, control is the third. And then the fourth is not being seen as valuable. So how do these factors, how do they show up in your own life and, and have they bled into any of your day-to-day interactions, your relationships, your friendships, any examples? Also, what are some ways that we can actively work to change and redirect these feelings? Um, I will actually say, I mean, all of those different types of fears, I think um, for the past few years, we've all been going through that situation as coming from a black community, whereas um, you have all these shootings going on um, with, I mean, police brutality, where and we're not able to really, I mean, you have where we protest and everything, but still the cops gets away with that. So it makes us feel like we don't have control and we're not valuable because anybody could just go ahead and just shoot us. And just by them not being brown skin, they could potentially get away with it. Mm. Um, But how does it show up in your life? So, I mean, I feel like as a black man, it shows up in my life because it's just that. Like every time if I ever get pulled over by a police person, um, a policeman or um, anybody from law enforcement, um, it's like even though it's like I'm always on on edge because you just never know. Like it's to the point now. Where so it's the it's the fear of control it's showing a, up. It's you a can't fear of control. control. The it's a fear of. I mean, but I think it's the value because I understand valuable. the value part because, you know, what kind of what you're saying, and I'm listening to you right now, and I'm there's been situations where I know where I had to go to a police station or I had to go to do certain things, and the way that I'm viewed in their eyes is not of value. So they're not going to do certain things or file this report. I remember one time when I had to go file something at the police station, um, 
And they literally told me we're busy. There was no one there. And it was 7 o'clock in the morning. And because they, they said it because I wasn't a value. Mm-hmm. And so that value aspect I completely like reconcile with because it's just like, you know, how are we like, perceived upon to the world? Yeah, and it's to the point where if, if you could actually, I mean, there's been situations where they actually have a video where the policeman is totally in the wrong. And it's like, you would think it's a black and white thing. This person is guilty, but somehow, some way, the cop ends up getting away. So it's just when you put yourself in that same situation that's going on, I mean, it's you want to speak out on it and say, hey, I have my rights. Mm. But it's like sometimes it's to the point where you kind of, contra- I mean, you kind of think like, let me poss- let me just not say nothing because, I mean, so I could potentially walk away from this situation Um so it's it's just it affects everybody um because you you think these type of people policemen you think they are out here to protect you. So if they're showing up you should feel some type of feeling like there is some type of security. Yes. Yeah. I agree, but my question that I think that both of you all might be missing is how it shows up in like your everyday interactions as far as like your circles, your friendships, your relationships not overarching themes. I understand the plight of police brutality and being black in America and that whole dicey dance that we do on a day-to-day basis. But I'm speaking something a little bit more personal, a little bit closer to home as far as how, how these four fears may affect your relationship with your mother or your relationship with a friend or your relationship with a sibling. Like, how do these factor in and what can we actively do to redirect and correct these when we can acknowledge them instead of being angry? Well, okay. Well, I see what you're saying because that's not going to change. Is that what you're saying? Because, like, I specific examples with that is, like, okay, for example, um, me reporting a rape case. Like, I'm not going to report it because I could imagine some homophobic, like, racist judge up there and then me going to jail because of what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You going to jail for reporting being raped? But the law, people are getting shot, and like the guys are getting off for shooting them. Okay. So like the like the system is already on my side, and so like why would I go into like the judgment system or the judicial judicial system to have something have someone else decide what's going to happen to someone's happened to me? Does that make sense? Kinda. Basically, I don't trust the judgment the system, so it's I like don't, I don't either. Right. So like that's something that's. It's very specific to okay. Well, or I, w- I would say another example um, would be let's just say what you was pretty much talking about in the work field. Whereas you getting hired and you feeling like someone is the offer that they're giving you, you're, you're you feel like you're worth more. But it's to the point where you feel like, well, should I just not say anything because already it's hard me being this African American. Um, person is already hard enough there's a stereotype against me already so it's like should i just not say nothing just be glad that i have a job yes or i i I have felt that before or let's just say even at the workplace when you have a a issue that's going on with the co-worker or your boss or, or or anything it seems like you have to step out of your comfort zone and really strategically plan on how you're going to go ahead and I mean, go ahead and deliver how you feel because 
Now, see, I, that I disagree with for me because that would not be stepping out of my comfort zone because I've made it no no secret that I am confrontational. Being confrontational is not a negative attribute. It's we got to call things to the carpet. And like I said, in the at the top of the episode, anything can be said. It's just how you say it. So if anything, it would be me playing these, I guess, mental gymnastics to find the right wording to deliver what I need and, and to convey what I need to convey. But, but, right. but I've had sit down plenty of times with bosses and with well co if I felt like it with co-workers because I can be passive aggressive with co-workers who who try to do craziness but I've sat down with bosses right and and, and, some, and, and that does work out um, at times but the example that you you ended up talking about earlier was you specifically telling someone like, "Hey, I can't talk right now," or "I'm not in the mood." I told to them talk. you cannot talk, right? To or me. you cannot talk to me <laughs> right now, and they go ahead and imagine? blow it out of proportion. Of course, and stuff like that happens a lot. Um, where mm. and I was little... I was demonized and looked at like the big bad right. wolf. But right. why? But because I'm black. Mm -hmm. But if it was somebody else or and from tall a different and loud ethnic... with blonde hair, right? So <laughs> it's just when situations like that happen where you really did not go ham on somebody like that. It's just like you should not be in the workplace and have to really think like, okay, I do not feel like talking to this person, but what's the best way of me telling this person this? And oh, if I say this, what might what what options or what what this person what is it that this person might do to try to retaliate or like how can they twist it I don't, on? I sometimes I don't even factor that in because I know that I'm 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 I know Char. That's all I got to say. One thing I um, can say is uh, with rejection um, was when I told my parents about my sexuality. And that was terrifying for me. I don't know why, but it was. Actually, I do know why because I'm a black gay boy. Um, but I told my dad. And he was just like, all right, cool, whatever. But my mother, she had a very difficult time digesting that. And like that fear of her rejecting me just because that soul thing. Because I went to college. I was a good kid. You know, I was... You were respectable. I was respectable. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm the oldest. I, I was a good-ass kid. And I knew that this small little element of me, Jace, as a person, was going to set her off and her reject me. And I'm not saying she rejected me, but there was definitely a disconnect in our relationship for a very long... Not very long, like three months. Um, but that fear... Three months is a long time. But there's people who have had it for years. I know, but... Not to take away from what they've experienced, three months of not talking to your... That's 90 days of not communicating yeah. with your mother. That is... To me, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a long time, but, like, I'm also grateful that it was only three months as well. Um, because that... It could have been a lot longer, especially right. given my background as her as a pastor's wife. Um, and black respectability and all the different things. So, um yeah, that's another example I could... For me, I can actually relate to all four, but I'm going to reroute mine to, to my personal experiences with dating because that's kind of what I wanted to do with this topic. No. Um, oh, so <laughs> the fear... Well, I mean, I said it personal things. Yeah. Um, so the first fear of losing someone's love or having your love rejected, I, I have had that fear, but I've also had a lot of reaffirming moments because I know that I'm cute and I, I don't ever <laughs> beg... I've never had to beg a man to like me or be interested in me, but if, have my feelings been hurt by rejection? Absolutely. Uh, whose hasn't? Rejection does not feel good in any capacity. Mm. That's in the workplace, in, in the romantic field, in anything. A payday loan. Rejection does not feel... Getting your credit denied. <laughs> rejection does not feel good on any front. But when you like someone and they don't like you back or you're interested in someone and they, they're not interested in you back in the capacity that you're interested in them, that does 
hurt and that is a fear. That's why a lot of times I straddle the fence and I let the men, the men folk lead. Like I, mm, I'm mm-hmm. very prideful and I know pride cometh before the fall, Jesus. But I let, I, I need to gauge how you're feeling. And if we're gonna make something of this, I want you to throw it out there. We, I don't care how strong the chemistry is. Um, I, I I cannot allow myself to make the first move. It's I funny just, that I you cannot. say that. And it's funny that today is Valentine's Day because um, I was dating this guy a little while ago, and well, years ago. And my friends always seem to remind me about the Valentine's Day massacre every single year. It was saved as the worst day ever in my what calendar. What Valentine's Day massacre? There was another? Another one. No, 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 no. No one was shot. It was my dating life. Oh. Personal. I'm like, no, 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 no is one this got an it. annual thing no, no, no. America? Good Lord. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. Um, but anyways, I ended up running into a guy that I was dating in public after he told me that he was out of town. And um, I remember like seeing him and he told me he was going to come to see me later. And there was like a little like inkling in me that like he's not lying. He's being true to his word. He cares about me. And there's just like, and I knew because if he's lying to me, he's not, he's going to be out of town, all this other stuff. And I see him and I'm just like, okay, well, he's in town. He said that he's going to see me later. He said he's going to call me later. And I was just like, he's not going to. But a little part of me was like, I don't want to be rejected. I do not want him to not care about me. Mm-hmm. And then, and which is totally normal. Right. Which is very normal. Um, but also kind of dumb. I mean, you were also young, but rejection, like I said. I wasn't that young. I was like 25, 26. Okay, well, rejection doesn't feel good on any front. Whether you're 56, 76, 16, 26, it does not feel good. Yeah, but I think that me today, if that same scenario would have happened, I would have been like, bye. I I wouldn't have had the time to like try to digest or like, oh, well, maybe. No, like, bye. So the the second fear is is one that I've also experienced. I think I've experienced all. I think everybody has, which is the fear of being powerless or helplessness. Or, or helpless or unsafe. Um, I do have a fear of that, especially now that I live alone. I was just telling my former roommates that the, I had a sense of security. I dated more when I had roommates because I had a sense of security with three men mm-hmm. living there. And these men aren't aren't any type of punk. Like, you know, if, mm-hmm. if anything that <laughs> did, if, if so much as, as an elbow hit the wall too hard, the door getting kicked down and it's about to be some ass whooping. Like, but living alone has slowed down my dating life because I don't have that sense of security there. I'm like, if something goes ar- wrong, Ari, in my, in my boudoir, then I'm just going to be defenseless. All right. No roommate. I'm there alone. D- doors double locked. Like, it's, yeah, it's, that's you definitely know? a thing that like with having little sisters have they have expressed to me because I never had that fear. Like, I don't think I've ever had the fear of being powerless. Um, I'm the oldest of five kids. I'm a male. I'm six foot one. Like, I'm not necessarily... Even with, even with some of the traumatic experiences that you've had, you've never had the... You, that's never been, like, a side effect? No. Okay. Not really. Like, I've had, like, jacked up situations. Actually, mm, there's been a couple where I think in the moment, I was like, this is okay. terrifying. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, I wasn't thinking, like, well, what if this happened? I would think I was more of, like, this is what never happened to me. Right. So I never had that fear. But in the moment, it was just like, okay, like, this is jacked up and I'm terrified right now. Yeah. But I, I don't de- think I've ever, I like, leading up, never. Like, as a black trans woman, I definitely yeah. am looking over my shoulder. Yeah. Because uh, you just never know. And it makes me not want to let people in. Um, the third fear, this is a big one for me, uh, the the uh fear of not having control 
I just mm. I like Capricorn. having control. I love <laughs> control, and I know schedule that, sex dates. <laughs> I know that, like she said, like Yanla says, that it sends the human ego into total meltdown. But I, I'm learning to to kind of relinquish control, and whatever may cometh may cometh. Now, how does but that? It's, it's hard. Um, so, how does that kind of play into you kind of saying your rejection fear? I know that it factors into my dating because mm-hmm. I don't want to be humiliated with anyone cheating on me, mm-hmm. but you cannot control other people. You cannot control other. I literally right. would have to put my trust in this man and believe that what he is telling me he is doing. What I am seeing is the truth. And he could be having leading a whole double life. And I think that's what also like, like I know I'm introspective enough to, to, to know, to clock within myself that that is why I do not date as much because I cannot bear that humiliation. That's kind of crazy. I think like those two. I don't think I'd survive. I mean, I'm being dramatic, but mm, I, I just like to, I like control too much. Yeah. Cause I feel like, the, like when it comes to dating, those two different ideologies kind of like conflict. Cause if you have the rejection aspect, you're kind of like going with the flow. You're kind of, he's in control he's kind of leading the way and you're kind of feeding off of what he's giving but then in the control aspect you're just like but i need to have control over the situation mm-hmm. but he so it's kind of like a i wonder if that's and because i've had control over a lot i think that's what's also messed me up like a lot of my upbringing if i did not have control i was made to feel like i had control right so, you're the oldest too so yes I get it. so being tossed into the real world where nothing i can't control if the light company or spectrum's going to call me back on time like they say they are even with the job thing they said that they were going to contact me on friday and did not and mm-hmm. that sent me through the roof do not tell me that you're going to do something and you don't like i can't control that situation mm. um but yeah controlling what will happen how it will happen and when it will happen it's been a very humbling ex- experience in my adulthood so far yeah because yeah, i was i was used to getting everything damn near everything that i went out for Mm-hmm. When I was when I was growing up, I understand that. I think also winning being... the spelling bee, speech competition, like everything that <laughs> I went, literally, literally. Kevin, how old are you? Twenty-seven. Okay, so you're you're late twenties. So like something that I kind of like, I did an interview last week with a uh, Talk Thirty to Me. Um, it's a podcast that comes out. I'm on season three, and remember they're talking about you know uh, what are you learning in your thirties. I was like, you know what, letting go of control because. Like Char, it's very hard. I always need to be in control. I was raised right. that way. Okay, and so when I was in my late twenties, twenty seven to about twenty nine and a half, I was always like control freak. Now I will learn to let loose a little bit and kind of like let life happen and enjoy the process. It's a little bit difficult for me, um, but I'm getting used to it and better at it every single day. And I have a friend that is so good at it. Shout out to Burger. He knows who he is. Um, oh, like Sex and the City? <laughs> no. Uh, it's someone that I went to college with, and he's always, I've always admired the way that he handles life's curveballs because I'm so erratic. I've been told, especially in my early 20s, like m- one of my roommates would always tell me, like, bitch, you are uptight. You need to calm down. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. This needs to happen. Then this needs to happen. But the way that, um, that my friend Burger handles life's curveballs is something that I just, I just revel in. He's just like, whatever. Like, it's just so Zen to me. And I'm like, how have you reached this place mentally where you're just like, everything that will happen will happen. the way I used to be that way. But I think when I got towards my late twenties, I got super controlling over everything. Well, I feel like I'm actually like your friend. Um, I just feel like, Yes, I've been through so many different experiences where it's just like as long as you know that you're doing everything you need to do, 
and you're affecting people's lives. But in a what do you way. feel like if if you're not? I never feel like I, I could be working myself to the bone and there's still always in my opinion work to be done i never feel like i'm doing everything that i'm supposed to even when my back's against the wall i'm still looking for loopholes to do more jesus overcritical yeah well maybe i i I am i admit to this i openly admit to this and that's what drives me crazy and sends me through the through the depths of depression um Mm. so i mean that's just what it is the fourth one is uh being the fear of uh, like what we were talking about, valuable, worthy, and necessary. And I tweeted on Monday, I had such a fulfilling week last week because I had a lot of random like reaffirming messages pour into my inboxes. People were emailing me and it just kind of reaffirmed. Um, and and, and the I The job thing, right? No, oh. this was just random stuff. Oh. Like, yeah. Um, and I screenshot a lot of them because uh, I said I was going to print this out and, and put it on my mirror or something <laughs> like they were the sweetest messages that I got from a lot of even kiss and tell uh, listeners. And uh, it's just reaffirming because, like I said, I, I always feel like I'm not there's always something more to be done. I'm never doing enough. And I question my visibility and my relevancy. And then just to have people kind of give me that little electronic pat on the back is very reaffirming, especially when I don't prompt it. It's just randomly drops in my inbox. So, uh, well, I mean, let me say this to you, like, you are an amazing, like, person, professionally, personal, like, thank you. you're dope, and there's, like, a reason, like, why you're on this platform, the reason why people say those two different things to you, and so, thank like, you. you're, own it. Thank you. So, you don't have to worry about... I mean, but, yeah, but so, I, it, it, but it, it's, I mean, it's a fear of... brushing it off. It's a fear of, <laughs> no, like, okay, I, sure. I said thank you. Now you sound like my sister, my sister always criticizes me about stuff like that. <laughs> I'm not good at compliments. Um, and so, yeah, that, those were, those were how those personally related to me because Oprah, I believe that she always says, do you see me? Do you hear me? And does what I say matter? That's what every human wants to experience. Do you see me? Do you hear me? And does what I have to say matter to you? And that is, that's big. And mm-hmm. that probably affected what happened in Florida today. Do you see me? Do you hear me? And does what I have to say matter? Um, so, yeah. Anybody got any additions to the topic? Or should we move on? I, I don't have any direct answers as to what are some ways we can actively change this other than just relax. Have a glass of wine. And Take some a little time cookies. to enjoy the view. Yeah. Get you a coffee, ice cream from Cold Stone and I don't know. a smoothie. I'm trying to lose weight. Um, okay, so. a kale salad with a little extra <sighs> lemon vinaigrette. I don't know. Yeah. Put a little extra sodium on there. So let's go to your topic, Jace. So we all know that my life is vibrant, um, if you will. And so are my friends. So I was on the phone the other day talking to my friends about their Valentine's Day plans. Um, some were upset that their ass was not getting eaten. Um, others were oh. upset. Um, yeah, that was a direct quote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> others were upset that Bay was out of town. Um, and this situation kind of like tickled me. And I really didn't know how to answer the question. So I wanted to bring it to the show and ask you guys who are here in the studio as well as the listeners. So basically, this individual, my amigo, was dating this guy and they were never official they were just dating but they were dating for a long while and basically in the midst of them dating he found out that he was the other woman or the other man or what do you want to play with gender roles okay. but he was he, the person had a whole other relationship on the side and he was the side piece and how long they've been dating or they uh, dating for? almost a year i believe okay a while um 
So they were in cahoots. So, so he's invested in this person emotionally. Like he's there. Like they're going a on year, dates. Hell yeah. Yeah. So basically, mm, I want to say this is maybe like two years ago that they were dating, um, give or take. So fast forward to today, one of old boy's homeboys slid in his DMs and started, you know, chatting. Hey, what's up? Da 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 da. And the, Which is common. He knows that they're friends. So <laughs> Which is common. <laughs> but I don't he didn't know if he knew that they used to talk because they were talking but they're never official. Oh, okay. Okay. So we don't know the intent. They were talking for a full year and never made anything official. Right. So Which that's oh. already a red flag already. Oh hell. Right. No. Right, 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 right. How do you talk for a full year? How do you date? For a full year and not in a get serious in a situation. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was for them. Yeah, but um, <laughs> so anyways, so basically I was talking to my friend. He's like, I don't know if it's like ill intent, if he's trying to be shady, like what's going on. But like, I kind of, I'm kind of feeling him. Like, should I go on a Valentine's Day with him? And I was just like, I don't know. So I mean, what is your take? Like, is is say, it fair game? I say as far as going out on a date, like I feel like, you, it's 2018. You got to live your best life. So, I mean, however the red flag is, I mean, usually you are whoever you hang out with. So if you think that this person might potentially be this other person's friend, um, I mean, it already. if you're hesitating on potentially going out on a date with somebody, then you shouldn't go, period. Um, mm. Because you should. I don't I mean, think that they're friends. I don't think they're as good of friends. Because I don't see, I mean, I know that this is a common practice mm-hmm. within certain communities, but uh, black and gay. But I don't, in, in my opinion, this may be shocking to some people, but I see no harm, no foul. If you're dating someone, if you're quote unquote talking to someone for 12, 12 months and nothing was made official to me, it would be different if they were actually like, that's my ex-boyfriend. What are you doing? But dating, that means that who's to say that you were even exclusively dating? They could have been dating a smorgasbord of people. Mm -hmm. So who cares? It's one date. It's Valentine's Day. He wants to go with you. If you have a funny feeling about it, like it's some mess, some drama, or maybe a setup to get jumped, then don't go. But... I see. I I I I call no harm, no foul. Go. So you say go. I would go if a man approached me that was Uh talking to one of my friends, even so much for a year. And I got a screenshot too. He was fine. Well, honestly, and it also it also depends on the level of friendship. I'll say associates because I can't see myself doing that for to to any of my friends. Mm -hmm. That's just not the girl that I am because I wouldn't want it done to me. But I also wouldn't be talking to someone for twelve months. But um. Depending on the circumstance, I would totally do it. Are you kidding me? And this isn't isn't your ex? What? Mm-hmm. Girl, please. Goodbye. It's one date. It's valid. He's not asking for the person's hand in marriage. Right. It's one date. Something may come from it. Something may not come from it. It's one date. Yeah, I'd go. Yeah, I don't see no problem with it neither. But I feel like, honestly, this person must be, I mean, must be a good friend to the other person because if not then how would this person know that they're... I don't know. I, I feel no, like... No, he doesn't know. So he said that he didn't know if it was he was coming in being shady. Because I was like, well, that's dirty. He's like, well, I don't know if he knew about my existence. I was like, oh, well, then... So I'm, I'm missing how that would translate to shady. So basically, okay, so if you have a friend 
and whose friend was intentionally going after you. Your your ex base friend's intentionally going after uh-huh. you. He doesn't know that he knew sorry. Okay. There's guy A who was the guy who was dating for a year, guy B who was the friend, okay. and then guy C who was the person on the outside. Yes. Guy C does not know if guy B knows that guy, guy A, A and C him used, to talk. used to talk. Right. So he doesn't know if it's coming out of ill intent or being shady, like you said, or being jumped on the well, corner that, at sushi that's night. That's why you have to do some investigating before you agree to the date. Yeah. You got to ask the, the right questions. I just thought my, my and, thing and is to him, I was just that, be that careful. Also, that also speaks to how good of friends are they. Right. If he didn't know that we were talking... That me and your friend were talking. If you don't know that me and your friend are talking, how good of friends are y'all anyway? Why would I even question going, hell yeah, I'm going out with you. Because if you don't know, if me and your... Did, did and person, you got a beard. Did person C meet person B through person A? I don't think so. So how does he even know that they, they're friends? How does he know that they, they know each other and that they're in the same circle? Uh, Social media and shit. Oh, I call BS. Go out. BS. Go out on go. the damn date. You say go. Yeah. Go out on the you damn date. You say go. Social media. I said go. Go out on the damn date. Amen. Because clearly this person, you don't know this person well enough. So clearly this was not your ex, booze right. best friend. Yeah, they ain't joined BFF. at the hip. This is probably an associate separated by six degrees of separation, and they got a few pictures at a few pool parties from last summer. And together. if it is really a problem, Police. go on a date and just mention, like, how do you know this person? That's good. Like, that's the mature... I mean, if you're dealing with somebody where you think you might... Pretend, or you're in a situation where you might get jumped, it's like, you shouldn't be going on a date <laughs> with that person, period. Like, because now I mean, you're trying it. I was exaggerating with But that, I'm just but saying, like, if you really think that this person that is all factory. about drama and everything like that, I right. mean, then you shouldn't be going on a if date with If you think it's shady, anyways. then you need to just block them all around but like i said if they're not good friends there's no way in hell like i said people take pictures all the time especially in the black gay community Mm -hmm. people take snap group snapshots all the damn time time. tagging them go on the date and 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 thank you for writing in (laughs) (laughs) so you say go i say go you say go as well Go, go be go but be careful Go. And if you have any, like I said, if you have any hesitation, ask. That's why communication, that is why I stress the importance of communication, y'all. Come on now. Come on. Come on now. Talk about it. So, you know, have you guys ever been in that situation before where you had to be like, so I know you know X, Y, and Z. I'm usually direct. Like, if if I feel like I'm dealing with the fuck boy, potentially... And I'm going on a date. Like I'm just going to ask probing questions. That's going to just get me closer to my me deciding whether if we should go on the second date or not. Now do that. Uh, do that prior to the first date or during the first. Well, date? I say first. I do a, a little scan. Like, okay. I mean, and now before we even go on a date, like we need to be texting often or talking on the phone often a facetime call like a facetime or even on the phone because i feel like that's more authentic and i know if i could talk to you on the phone then most likely if i get face to face to you it's not going to be awkward that is true i like saving some things for the date though i don't want to get to know your favorite color and all that other trivial bs on the phone (laughs) i mean i feel like that's basic conversation over the phone rather if i mean to even just see if you guys have any like compatibility yeah i mean that's best chemistry but it also it also depends on the intent I need to know your intention behind everything. Your intent. Why are you in my messages? What mm. do? You, what are your intentions with me? Yeah. I need to. I n- literally need to know this because if you're planning on sleeping with me, you might as well just back off now because I'm not interested in that. Right. At this time. Now, if I do end up sleeping with you on the first date, then it needs to be organic. 
but don't just slide in my DMs because for that sole purpose. And I can normally smell a rat from a mile away. Spe- straight men are so transparent and so dense. So are you really <laughs> trying to gaze. Are you really trying to date me or are you just trying to sleep with me? Because I could stay at home in my onesie with a ponytail in my house shoes and watching, you know, Desperate Housewives reruns. And we can just end this right now. You mm-hmm. can leave me the hell alone. Um, so that I, I have to be discerning with my dating and yeah. run with everything. Mm-hmm. What is your intention? Intention is the word of the year, guys. I need you mm-hmm. to ask yourself that in everything that you do, because your intention will determine the outcome. Which is why I feel like is that's why it's necessary to have that first conversation over the phone before you even get up close. Because a lot of times, even when you ask people, what is your in- intentions? A lot of times they tell you what you want to hear. And that is true. the only but you time got, you're that's why able you to be discerning and pay attention to behavior. Yeah, the patterns. only time you're able to do that is by paying attention to that, their actions, mm-hmm. which through a text message, you can't really see actions. You could kind of read into it more if you're on the phone with them or you're FaceTiming with them to, to get to the point to come up to um, come up with the clear idea of, OK, should I even like you like should I am I wasting my time going on a date with this person? Because I've had times where I've messaged somebody. And it seems like they they looked great and everything, but when we actually got face to face, by me not FaceTiming them or me not talking to them, it was just like awkward. Yeah. So I just feel like or the vibe the, was off. or you think that somebody really is trying to get to know you, but when you meet up face to face to them, you find out that this is a their their intentions is for this to be a booty call. Yeah, that's why I can't online date. I'm the worst at it. Uh, there are times that I've been like, even when Angelica Ross was here, our first guest of the year, and she's like, girl, you need to get back on it. I, I just cannot mm-hmm. bring myself to. Every time I pull up the app the, the where you download apps in iPhone and I think about it, my finger won't even let me begin to type it in because I know that I'm not going to let. Like, it's just when I swore it off last summer, <laughs> I meant it. I will not return to online dating, yeah. at least anytime soon. I, I won't say never. Never say never. That's what Brandy told me. <laughs> never say never. We're on but, team Brandy now. You're uh, a star. But uh, shout out to Brandy and Kelly Rowland who just had a birthday last Sunday. Happy birthday. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I cannot bring myself to do it. Yeah, I've only met one guy online dating out of my roster of exes. Um, but one of my girlfriends, uh, I don't know if she wants me to say her name, so I won't. But one of my girlfriends has successfully dated. She listens to this show, so she's going to know who I'm talking hey, about. Hey, girl. Thanks she for listening. Six, she has successfully <laughs> dated, which I found, found interesting. If I get back on, I'm going to have her write my bio. Because most of her boyfriends, because of her schedule, have been from online dating. And they've been like long-term relationships. Like, yeah, I dated him. An for, LTR? I've let, Not long distance, long term. Oh, LTR. Excuse me. So... she's been like, yeah, my ex-boyfriend, I was with him for four years. Or before that, I was with him for two years. They haven't been... Like, literally, she's been having legitimate relationships from online dating. From Tinder. Literally. Amen. And I'm like, literally, all I'm getting is unsolicited dick pics. But I know that that comes with the (laughs) politics of being a trans woman. But I just... I mean, well, women get it in general, but trans women, honey, child. Right. I'm just not that girl. Mm Mm-hmm. So I always I always marvel in her stories about online dating because all of hers have been successful. So maybe I'll have her write well, my she bio. Well, she used to write a whole entire on. book. Yeah, I think a... it just comes with experience. Like anything that you do, if you're able to, like, let's just say online. Are you dating? dating? Yes, I would say I'm I'm mingling. Definitely, I am single. You're single, mingling, and ready to mingle, and and yep. Yeah. So I've but in me actually personally dating people or getting to know someone through social media it's just you have to really 
be in tuned. Um, that's why, like I said, talking on the phone and everything, like you have to be in tune because with today's technology, like it's so easy for you to be able to get a booty call or, or meet somebody else at a click of a button. If you're not acting right, I could easily go ahead and block you and go ahead and swipe left for another person that I think is cute. Hello. So I think single or not. When you're going into that type of ball field, you have to know what type of game you're playing. And you can't always be on defensive mode. You have to understand from both perspectives. And I feel like the only time you're able, I mean, whenever you, you get to the point where you're in tune to that and you're not taking things personally, will be the time where you could really, uh, I guess, capitalize on the resources that we have as far as um, online dating and everything. So kudos to your friend. Yes. <laughs> kudos. We're going to play a little game game. Yes, I do want to get into But before we play the game, I have a few questions for Kevion. Okay. So, questions. Um, oh, yes. So, Kevion. Yes. Your music. I went to one of your album release parties. I think it was last year. Yes, it was. Very fun. I do like your music. It, it's a mix of a lot of different things. You sing and rap. Yes. Correct? Yes. Okay, Drake. No, he's he's really good. And I really liked your most recent music video. Thank you. So if you weren't singing, what is something that you'd be doing? Like if if, if this music thing was not even a factor in your life, what, so actually, what else could you see yourself doing? Actually, what people don't know that of what I'm doing actually right now is, I mean, I work in the finance field. Um, I'm, I am a accountant. Um, also, I am getting my MBA right now with the concentration in finance. So, um, if, congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I feel like a lot of times when you're trying to pursue anything on your own and being um, like owning your own business or anything, um, a lot of times you have to have a side thing going on so you could be able to finance yourself. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like if you're if you're not together with your finances, period, you can't succeed in any dream that you want to go ahead and um, pursue. Um, or it's just going to take a longer time because nowadays, as, as far as in the music industry, it's not a lot of um, artist managers out there that's willing to go ahead and just invest um, in artists or with record labels. A lot of times um, in order to get signed, they want you to already have a, a certain following and already have. It's not just based off the talent anymore. It's, it's the overall package. So, um, yeah, on to answer that question. Um, I would just work in the finance um, industry and just, you know, move up. I mean, I'm already in corporate, but just have a high position within the finance industry. Um, if I was not doing if my if I, if I didn't succeed in music, do you think finance will always be because you're doing your MBA right now? Do you think finance will always be like a little part of who you are as a person professionally or do you want to do music full time? Um, if I had it my way, I would do music um the whole time but what's crazy is i mean i've with my music and everything like i've i've handled every aspect um as far as marketing myself handling my finances and everything so mm -hmm. it's actually good that i have this finance type of background because a lot of times you run into situations where you see or you hear that a lot of big time artists um, are being rip, ripped off by oh, yes. their managers yeah. and athletes. And a lot of times the reason why people are being ripped off is because they have not they don't have that experience or that knowledge or at least a, a little knowledge of actually doing something in that field. So I feel like um, the path that I'm um, the progress that I've been making is um, 
it's an awesome progress because I've been able to have my hands in different pots. So when I do bring on someone such as an artist manager or um, an agency to, to get me booked for different stuff, like I know... They can't least, finagle you. Yeah, the I know the fundamentals and what I expect instead of just setting you're myself able, up. You're able to be your own um, third party negotiator. Right. You're like a full. I think there's always like, especially in entertainment, there's always a conflict between like the creative and business aspect of it, where you either have either or. So it sounds like you're like the full package. Yeah. So it's awesome. That's a blessing. Yes, it's a blessing, but you have to go through different type of, I mean, obstacles to be able to get to that point where you're well-rounded so um yeah but yeah i would i wouldn't be, i would be fine working in the finance industry um still okay so who inspires you most sonically like who inspires your sound your your music the most um i would say i would say drake and erica badu oh that's an um, interesting mix yeah because i feel like they're she both just had a concert Right. Yes, someone was telling me about that mm-hmm. um, last night. Yeah, last night. Somewhere. Yeah, so <laughs> my philosophy to that is that um, I feel like both artists are unique. They um, both sing and rap. Right. That and, should be noted. Um, I feel like both of them um, knows their artistry. They, they, they are secure of who they are. However, they're able to evolve as um, this music business is. I mean, evolve because a lot of times... Um, with music and everything, you have you have your mainstream artists and you just have your talented artists sometimes. Um, sometimes, well, mainstream artists. Not everybody it, can be mainstream. Right. However, you have people who can be potentially mainstream, but... Um, but the way the, the business is set up. Or the way how their music is set up. Or their too. hustle is set up. Hey, can't yeah. Ever. So um, what I like about both of them is that... Um, as their career is progressing, um, they are still coming out with music and evolving and still staying true to themselves, but creating music that's um, that everybody can relate to um, still. Um, so that's why I really like them, um, and I feel like they have um, an influence on the music that I make now. Last question before we play the game, and this has been... And it, um, my most favorite question to ask a lot of artists. Okay. So, <laughs> who are your top three dream collaborations? It will be Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyonce. Two. Mm-hmm. And um, Nicki Minaj. Really? Over Cardi B? Cardi- why, why must you bring Balthazar into this? Isn't that her that name? A question. I think it'll be fun um, working with Cardi B. Um, <laughs> Balthazar Gary. But I've uh, grown up, I mean, just, yeah, growing up, going through college and everything, I've just, I'm just, I listen to Nicki more. Mm-hmm. And um, I just feel like she's just a very fun artist. And I would like something like that on one of my tracks. Um, and I like how with Beyonce, I love how she's. Like she's precise with everything, and she gives her all. So yeah, I would Mama definitely, mess around. I would definitely be a hundred percent confident being in a music video with her, um, with the, a song that we done together. And then Drake, I just feel like that's just somebody that I've I've been listening to, and I've I've um, inspired. I mean, I've been inspired by. So um, I want to marry him. I wouldn't mind what? being. I wouldn't mind being Charge Graham. 
Didn't Kamisha have a song about that? She's I'm, never like. I don't think it was. Just, no, Kamisha It was something like she will like how he loves Beyonce. She will hold on a second. I'm gonna look this up. It was on a. Who knows what Kimberly Drake Pate will love her. Is I think up she too. Said that. Yeah, Drake will love. There's her. There was a song that she made about Drake. I promise you that because it was on a. Who knows what that Delta is up to? Kimberly Pate. Heart? Um, but I do. I have a newfound affection. I mean, he's always been cute, but now I'm like trying to date him and work out some things. He'd be like. I think he'd be a good boyfriend for me. Drake would love me is the name of the song. Yeah, Drake will love me. Yeah. She would. <laughs> we don't have clearance for this. Thank you. She didn't talk yet. So, <laughs> so Kevion. So, I'm going to play a rapid fire game with you. This is one of my favorite games to play. It's called This or That. Now, all let right, me tell you about this. this. Uh-huh. We're not doing all these uhs and ums. Okay. 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 So, Shots you just say, twins. you just say, Whatever comes to your mind, okay? Okay. I ain't playing. So I'm completing your... No, I'm asking you, like, black or white. Okay. What would you say? Okay. Okay. Answer. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. It's a few of them, okay? And they're random. Ready? Okay, so situational type of... Nope, it's just two words. Okay. Two words, and they're random. Okay. Okay, here we go. I get to choose between the two words. You pick one word, and I'm jumping to the next. Owls or bats? Bats. Delivery or takeout? Takeout. Solid deodorant or gel deodorant? Solid deodorant. Boxing or wrestling? Wrestling. Rice or noodles? Noodles. Ice cream or sorbet? Ice cream. Nuts or raisins? Nuts. (laughs) Red peppers or green peppers? Green peppers. Being heard or being seen? Heard. Iridescent light or fluorescent light? The second one. Fluorescent. <laughs> Musicals or dramas? Musicals. Tables or booths? Booth. Smooth or chunky? Smooth. Ooh. Makeup or natural? Natural. Be waited on or self-serve? Be waited on. Silk or suede? Silk. Har- hardcover or paperback? Hardcover. Window seat or aisle seat? Window seat. Bottle or draft? Bottle. Take risks or play it safe? Take risk. Nail polish or no nail polish? No nail polish. Manual transmission or automatic transmission? Automatic. Real names or fake names? Real. Circuses or rodeos? Circus. Stand up or sit down? Sit down. Cold cereal or hot cereal? Cold cereal. Visit Mars or visit the moon? The moon. (laughs) Sketching or detailed drawing? Detailed drawing. Freshwater fish or saltwater fish? Freshwater fish. Daytime talk shows or late night talk shows? Daytime. Play for fun or play to win? Play to win, always. Electric guitar or acoustic guitar? Acoustic. Hard candy or chewy candy? Chewy. Solo sport or team sport? Team. Jeans Mm. or sweats? Sweats. Watches or clocks? Watches. Elevator or stairs? Elevator. Batting cage or mini golf? Mini golf. Firm pillow or down pillow? Firm. Mm. Firm mattress or soft mattress? Firm. Mm. Gas grill or charcoal grill? Gas. Large parties or kickbacks? Large parties. Cold drinks or hot drinks? Hot. Flower bouquets or potted plants? Flower. Comic strips or graphic novels? Comics. Darts or ping pong? Ping pong. Cloudy or windy? Windy. Heavy snow or light snow? Light. Baked potatoes or mashed potatoes? Mashed. Crushed ice or ice cubes? Ice. Sugar or sugar-free sweetener? 
Sugar. Ceiling fan or window fan? Window. You're very good at this. <laughs> That's all I have for okay. you. That was you a long the... rapid fire. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did two pages of it. Okay. I, I felt like keeping it going because he was making me laugh. Uh-huh. They, they were just so random. Yeah, random. I know they, they, Smooth they or chunky? Who asked that? How do you know what I'm talking about? Am I talking about guac or am I talking about cellulite? I feel cellulite? like I was taking the personality <laughs> <test>. <laughs> Right. Or ass. <laughs> Well, well, peanut butter. What do you? What about peanut butter? Are you a smoother, peanut butter or what? Smooth or chunky? Smooth. I'm a chunky peanut butter girl. I'm chunky. I'm chunky most things though. I don't like. Give like, me the chunky guac too. I like too. it to go down smooth. I don't want to have guac, to crunch yeah. on nothing. I was watching Queer Eye for the Straight. Well, just it's just Queer Eye now. It's now on Netflix, and they were teaching one of their. Shout uh, to Karamo. They're teaching one of their people how to make guacamole, and the guy who's in charge of the cooking put a, a, a like a dollop of sour cream in it because he likes things creamy. I was cringing. Also, the first guy season one made this interesting concoction that made me think of Honey Boo Boo and Mama June <laughs> when they made Paschetti, which was noodles, butter, and ketchup, which is what? gross. Yeah, they made the, it's not spaghetti, it's Paschetti, and it's a very redneck thing to do. So this That's guy disgusting. made a redneck margarita, which was a regular glass, ice cubes, Mountain Dew, and tequila. Okay. And it's called a redneck margarita. That's Season disgusting. one, queer. I thought you were gonna say ketchup and a margarita. I was like, I'm gonna throw up. No, 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 no. But Mama June and Honey Boo Boo, back when they were Paschetti. the, they made Paschetti. It was noodles, literally spaghetti noodles, angel hair, butter, and, and the butter mixed in with the ketchup and poured over the noodles. No salt, no pepper. Just gross. I hate ketchup. You guys know I hate ketchup. Just get a bottle of ragu and call it a day. No, they got to keep it red because I'm mm-hmm. a redneck woman. I, I ain't can't. no It's the same price. Broad. In fact, it's probably cheaper to get the tomato sauce. Let's get into the damn kudos so we can get out of here. All right. Time for the kiss and tell kudos. So this week's kudos goes to Mr. Chris Cotton of Lighter Fluid Podcast. He actually launched this podcast uh, last week. This week, part two came out of the episode was called Love, Sex, and Marriage. So I was actually on both parts of the thing. And it was actually a very interesting conversation because he had a two couples, one of them being gay and interracial and married, another couple being black wholly religious um not married but having sex um a woman who is a widow her husband committed suicide i don't know what i contributed i may have been the sex part um but it was actually really interesting dialogue having this (laughs) right i was like like, you ain't never been married married, (laughs) but i like to talk about sex uh but it was actually a very interesting conversation kind of like that we had with the love days last year last week excuse me um, of us all being different walks of life and having a conversation about our experiences with the same exact topic. So we, it was very interesting and enlightening to have. And so part two came out this week. Congratulations on the launch of your podcast. Uh, you can find it on SoundCloud. It is called Lighter Fluid. And I will uh, tweet you guys the link to it in the Twitter feed with the hashtag KAT Radio. All right. Well, before we get out of here so I can go watch my American Crime Story, Versace, Versace and my right? 911. <laughs> Kevion, tell the people where they can find you, where we can find your music, where we can find you on social media, what day, what specific day, if you have one, that your album's coming out. Let us know the everything before we party. close out. All right, everybody. So you can find me on all music and streaming services. That is, you know, Spotify, iTunes, you know, Tidal and all that good stuff. Um, you can find me on Instagram um, at Kevion. That is K E V. 
I-Y-O-N. Um, as far as the album dropping in March, I do not have a specific date. However, I'm filming in, um, for my second music video and about to release Congrats. my second single um, sometime next month. Um, if you want to catch me live, um, as far as performance-wise, I will be performing at Tempted to Touch event in Las Vegas. That is on the 19th, I believe, of March. That's a Saturday. So um, go ahead and you know drop by my page, comment, like, share, um, DM, and I'll oh. you know mm-hmm. chat back. You all be and he's sh- single. And you all know, per the usual, you can find Jace at Jace Barron and myself at Char Says So. Be sure to hashtag KAT Radio when you're uh, talking to us on Friday morning. And rate and subscribe on all, on all platforms. It's greatly appreciated and it really helps us. You know, we, put, we work really hard on this messy, sloppy show. So, uh, yeah, that's really all we have for you all this week. And we will talk to you next week yeah right? do we don't do we have any announcements no no Can happy valentine's day i hope it was good no if you all are watching uh hashtag bb celeb tweet me and let me oh know what God. you think of omarosa <laughs> oh why also, was she whispering i heard that michael bay jordan shout out to uh to black panther he's gonna be on hot ones the hot wing show that i was oh my God, about. really can't wait. I'm going to give me some wing stop for that one. Can't wait. No, I, I really do feel like you need to be eating while you watch Hot because it makes, well, it makes me yeah. salivate. So, so wait, Kevin, <laughs> I have one last question. Okay. For Hot Wings, ranch or blue cheese? Ranch all day. I'm a blue girl. I'm a blue cheese girl. Me <laughs> 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 too. I cannot. I'm a, bl- I'm a blue girl. And a ranch chun- with fries. Chunky blue. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Chunky bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.